The new Grad Physio podcast is hosted by Andy Barker, consultant MSK and sports physiotherapist, private practice owner and the founder of the new Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked in his dream role at the Leeds Rhinos as the head of physio and rehab, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes and within professional rugby, football and dance whilst running his own group of private practice clinics. He started the new grad physio to help student and new grad therapists just like you overcome the specific challenges you face at the start of your therapy career helping you to dodge the common pitfalls that can cause confusion and overwhelm with your clinical practice and stop you getting the patient results and the jobs or promotions you deserve. This podcast will deliver you actionable advice, will help you make sense of your patient assessments, reason your treatments and patient rehab to get results well beyond your level of experience. You will also discover what you need to do to open doors, to create opportunities for yourself so you can enjoy the best possible start to life as a new grad physio. Hey, it's Andy Barker here and welcome to an episode of the new grad physio podcast. Welcome back if you're a, an avid listener to the, the podcast or welcome, you know, it might be your first ever listen to the, the new grad physio podcast. So I made a commitment, um, would have been sort of four years ago now, um, to put out a weekly podcast episode which I've done each and every week over the sort of last four years so we are in around the 200th uh, episode I'm not exactly sure what episode uh, this is I should really uh, count them I don't sort of publish like a lot of podcasts to you know the number of each um, episodes which probably be a good idea because it makes it a bit easier when I'm trying to direct people towards towards specific podcasts or maybe something that I need to uh, I need to do but yeah we, we've sort of 200 also or nearly 200 sort of podcasts in and the idea behind the podcast is to to help you out is to to give you some helpful information that you can use to become better at what you do so whether you're still studying whether you're you know out of placements whether you're working you're qualified you're working in a clinic a sports club a hospital department whatever that may be is to try and give you some you know improve your knowledge improve your skills and you know to ultimately help you to get um, better more consistent positive patient results with the the people that you you see day in and day out regardless of where you work podcasts are great you know you can put stick your headphones in you can listen um when you're sort of in the in the car, uh, whatever it may be, it's just a really easy way to to take in information, to try and learn some new things, and obviously keep on top of your CPD uh, whilst you're doing other things. You know, I'm recording this podcast actually while I'm driving, uh, so I'm heading south down the, the down the M1, um, heading back into to sort of camp with one of the sports teams that I am involved with this summer. Um, so I'll be recording a couple of podcast episodes. If you can hear a little bit of background. Uh, noise hopefully there'll be no beeping horns uh any lorries honking at me on the way down um because i'm concentrating driving but i'm just trying to um obviously make the best use of my time and again podcasts are great like i said to do that with your cpd so here goes with this week's um, podcast episode and what i want to actually talk about is the feet 
actually want to talk about um, assessing the fee with each and every um, patient that you see and, and why you should do it. So this is something that, that I do with patients in the clinic, with athletes that I work with. It's something that I teach um, to the therapists that I, that I work with in the new grad physio membership. And it's part of the objective assessment and ultimately what the foot, so I call a standing foot scan assessment does, is assesses the weight distribution of the feet. It tests where your patient is distributing their weight in their feet, left versus right, um, forefoot to midfoot to, to rear foot. And I'm going to explain why that's that's so important. But first, I wanted to link it into to I guess to the objective assessment. And again, one of the big I guess differences that uh, the way that I work and certainly what I've learned over the years and, and it's, it's, it's why I teach this as part of the objective assessment uh, in the new grad physio membership so there's six components of the new grad physio objective assessment and the first um, first section of that is getting uh, or the first part of that is getting your patient to, to walk to assess gait. So I'm not going to talk about that in that episode. Now, I've spoke about that on previous episodes pretty, you know, in, in, in the past, uh, and that's not what this episode um, is about. But walk assessment comes first, and then the next part of the objective assessment is the standing foot scan assessment, which is then followed by the global movement assessment. And the reason I talk about these three things the walk assessment the standing foot scan assessment and also the global movement assessment is these are the big tests but these are often the tests that um, people therapists often overlook both new grads and and really experienced therapists so again you've got a knee injury for example um, most objective assessments will go straight to looking at the knee you know you get them on the bed you start testing range of movement strength you know you might get to some functional tests like a squat lunge etc and before getting into maybe observation and palpation and your special testing that's typically what one assessment will look like that's certainly what an orthopedic you know knee assessment would look like you know, it typically wouldn't involve gait assessing walking it typically wouldn't be assessing foot pressures and standing the standing foot scan assessment or something similar to that they certainly wouldn't be getting your patient to do certain global movements like uh, you know standing forward flexion and side flexion etc but these tests as simple as they are and as quick as they are to do give you so much information and what they do more broadly is give you an indication of how the body is organizing itself how it is you know how it is moving how it is um you know controlling weight and distributing in its way and again it is a little bit chicken in the egg you know are you seeing just reactions to to the injury or are some of these movement problems, compensation strategies that you observe with something like the standing foot scan assessment, are they actually the chicken? Are they actually the cause of what you're seeing? Are they the reason your patient's actually got knee pain in the first place? And again, I guess why this is so important is if they are, if they are the chicken, if they are the cause of the patient's knee pain, if you don't do these type of tests, and if you only focus your attention on the knee, again, you're only going to ever going to be treating the, the site of pain, and you might actually miss what's causing 
problem in the first place. So, the, you know, you might be probably the best rehab program in the world, but if you're only ever treating the, the site of the symptoms and not actually the source of your patient's symptoms, there's a fair chance, particularly once you know, higher level uh, activities resume, and that might be you know, walking out in the countryside, it might be running, it might be a return to sport or the gym. But if you've not identified and fixed up the, the cause of your patient's symptoms, the likelihood is the problem's still there. So again, whilst the knee pain might have gone, you might have done a great job rehabbing the knee. If something else is driving that knee pain that you've been unable to identify and fix up, then there's a fair chance that they're going to, to break down again. And that is why we see so many re-injuries, whether that's sometimes during the rehab process, flare-ups, and particularly when patients sort of progress to, to higher level rehab and higher level activities, like, you know, like running like a return to sport or even uh, you know a return to you know to, to occupations that require them to to load their body um, to a higher level so i'm not saying that you shouldn't do specific you know joint tests but they're going to cause going to come not later in the objective assessment after you've done the the bigger test first so those are the things like assessing the range of movement of a knee testing uh, we use something called motor output, which is a different way to sort of strength test um, the lower limits using your observation and palpation skills. And then finally, special testing. But again, going more specifically, looking at the standing foot scan assessment, I'll, I guess to explain to you how the body can organize itself, I can get you to do a little test. So you clearly won't be able to do this if you're driving, uh, if you're in your car listening to the podcast, but uh, when you can, or if you know, clearly if you're not and you're at home walking around, um, you know, stop if you're out for a walk or at the gym. Just, um, just do this as a test for me. Or, you know, when you get the chance to do this, and it'll explain, you know, what I'm talking about and, and why foot pressures uh, and assessing foot pressures and doing it sort of really easy. And foot scan is it, is so so important. So if I got you in standing, so again, just you know, march your feet. Uh, get yourself in a position where you know you feel like you stood normal so you might want to march your feet a little bit and then just relax uh, and stand you know your, your feet underneath your shoulders whether you feel sort of normal uh, normal for you and then all I want you to do is observe where the weight is in your feet so typically is the, is the more weight in your left foot or your right foot or do they feel pretty even so even would be 50% of weight in your, in your left foot 50% of weights in your in your right foot. So for most people, it will be quite similar. You might feel like you've got more weight in, in one foot than, than the other, and just make a note of that. So again, that's a, a really easy, you know, a really easy test. So again, there's no context attached to this. Um, obviously, I'm just getting you to do do this as a test. You know, I don't know anything about your past medical history. Uh, clearly, I'm not doing this to. Um, you know, as part of an objective assessment per se, I'm just getting to this little test. But again, the, the key thing here when you're doing this with your patient is to, to try to start to think, why is this happening? If somebody has got more weight in their right leg, is it because they've got left knee pain and their body's, you know, almost reorganized itself to try and offload that left lower limb? That's, that's a typical um, presentation that you might see in the clinic. So I appreciate uh, as a test for yourself, um, it's not really going to potentially show too much up because obviously I don't know what's going on 
um, and maybe what's driving your um, the reason, if you like, as to why you might be shifting across towards one side than the other. The other key thing is is understanding and asking your patient when you do this test as to where they feel their weight is in their feet. Because it can tell you quite a lot as well. So again, is the weight in their uh, in the middle of their feet? Is it in their heels? Is it in their toes? Is that even on their left and right side? So again, if I to give you an example of why this is so important. So again, if you're in standing, and again observe yourself, what it feels like for you, where you feel like the weight is in, in your own feet. Um, if you're finding that quite hard, um, a good tip you could use is to close your eyes. It maybe helps you to tune in and feel the floor a little bit easier and, and feel where the weight is in your feet. Um, what I want you to do now is I want you to almost lean forward a little bit and put the, the weight in, you know, as close as you can to as far forward as you can in your feet towards your toes. So your four feet are going to be taking most of the of the load. Clear up, lean too far forward that you fall forwards and fall over. But try and keep your feet keep your feet flat, and but just try and put as much weight as you can into the front part of your your feet. And what you will notice is the whole the whole of your body is going to almost like flex forward. So clearly people don't walk around like that you know if you were to try and you know walk around with all the weight in the front of your toes you would look um, a little bit odd because again you're going to be sort of the whole your whole body and upper limb uh, it's almost like flex forward almost if you're stumbling something forward so again a really common compensation that the body will will make to counteract that and to keep you upright and ultimately to keep your head and eyes facing forward so you can see what you're doing and stop yourself from falling over is is to extend at the lumbar spine. So again, if you put all your weight forward onto your toes, you'll feel like your whole body's you know, forward. To counteract that, what you can do, and if you do this now, if you extend through your lower back, your lumbar spine, you'll notice that, again, the your body weight and the foot pressures in your feet will probably even out. You'll probably feel a shift back in sort of in foot pressure towards the middle of your feet so again the weight in theory is still in the, in the front of your feet but what you've done here is you've counteracted that by actually leaning backwards and actually hinging through your lower back so again when you're assessing your patient these foot pressures can tell you a lot about how your patient is managing the body weight how they're managing load how they're managing how they're how they're moving and you know there are there are only five different ways your feet can sort of hold pressure and it's again it's probably beyond the scope of this podcast to go into those specific things but it's getting something that i that I teach in the membership and it's something that if you're aware of it makes it super simple to, to start to piece together all the, the bits of the objective assessment understand like this patient is holding weight in these areas of their feet this is what this probably means and then we link that to their subjective history and particularly their past medical history it really gives us the information that we need to not only be able to identify the site of the problem but also the source of that patient's problem this is this is what we call treat holistically treat holistically is not you know doing Reiki or hot stone massage or doing all these different you know, treatment techniques and, and and you know all these different things to, to, to get rid of patients pain and, and to get them back to, to full fitness holistically is about being able to look at the body as a whole so again 
like I've mentioned before, I'm not saying you should not, you know, delve a bit deeper into a specific joint. You've got an injury or an ankle or a shoulder. You, you are clearly going to need to assess that joint in isolation and do some of the things like your special tests, range of movement tests. But if you're not doing some of these more um, global tests, like assessing gait, like a standing foot scan assessment, like getting your patient to, to do some simple you know, global movements like a standing flexion test or a standing side flexion test, then you might be missing a trick because you might be missing um, information that's going to help you to identify the source of their problem and I hope I'm not you know repeating myself too much but this is so so important because again you could be the best physio in the world right the best rehab program in the the world but again if you're only ever treating symptoms if you're only ever treating the site of a patient's problem and you don't identify and treat the source of their problem the likelihood is when they progress through rehab you put more load on their body high level rehab or when they return to the high level activities like running to, to, to sport or some occupations that require them to, to, to move and work their bodies a little bit harder there's a fair chance that they're they're going to break down so um, hopefully i've made that clear in that episode um, you know standing foot scan assessment and the like this is a really simple test it literally takes 20 seconds to do in the clinic just not adding a whole lot of you know, time to your objective assessment that's what i worry sometimes for, for a lot of therapists that these tests walking and these global movements and the standing foot scan assessment they're going to um, you know add, add too much time to the objective assessment it already takes too long and you've only got you know 30 minutes or 40 minutes in a you know a new patient assessment to, to get through all this but again these, those three things, the, you know, the walk assessment, the global movement assessment, the standing foot scan assessment, you can get through all those things in, in little, you know, 90 seconds. But again, they might, that 90 seconds might be so, so important because that 90 seconds might give you the information that you need um, to actually be able to, like I say, not only identify the site of the problem and give you a clear diagnosis and problem list, but also actually enable you to identify exactly What's causing their symptoms in the in the first place? If you can identify both those things and treat both those things, then you're onto a winner, and it's much you know much more likely that your patient is going to have a smooth and successful um, journey through treatment, through the rehab journey, and ultimately to discharge, where you can you know send them back to those higher level. You know, sports and the gym and, and whatever else it is they want to do, without fear that they're going to break down and, and be back in your back in your clinic room. Uh, I'll be on the phone again, emailing you, you know, telling you that they're broken down. You know, no sooner than you fix them up. So again, that's not what we want. We never want that. With uh, people we work with, we want to you know, help them out, get them out of pain, get them back enjoying the things that they enjoy the most, and and be able to stay back doing those things and, and for them not to regress to break down again and, and to need our you know help and support for, for the same injury um again so i hope that makes sense as always if you do have any questions about anything i've covered in any of the podcast episodes then please just reach out to me and uh, email is great andy at newgraphysio.com just ask me a question i will always reply to you um also that is my personal email for, for new graph physio so again 
not I pick those up and I will personally respond to those emails. It's not some a robot. It's not someone uh, acting on my behalf. It is, it is um, genuinely me. So I will reply to you as soon as I see your email and I'll give you the, the help and support that, that I can and answer your questions that you do ask. Um, you can also reach out to me on social media if that's that's easier. If you want to send me a direct message on Instagram, I am at New Graph Physio. Uh, I'm also at New Graph Physio on Facebook, and I am Andy Barker on LinkedIn. So please um, don't hesitate to get in contact. Just send me a direct message. Let me know what your question is, what you need some help with, and as soon as I see it, I will get right back to you. If you want to know a little bit more about um, the standing foot scan assessment and I guess the way um, the way that I work and the way that I, I teach the therapists and mentor therapists that I work with via the New Grad Physio program, then you can head to newgradphysio.com forward slash membership. Just a note, the membership is actually closed at the moment, so I closed it recently. Um, just because I'm away in camp at the moment with, with the sports team and I'm going to be over the next coming sort of next few months so I just wanted to close the doors so I could prioritise my time and actually spend as much time and attention all the time and attention that I, I have um, with the therapists that are already inside the, the membership however if you wanted to be put on my VIP waitlist so as soon as the doors do reopen to the membership that you'll be um, top of the list. Um, I only allow certain you know, numbers of therapists in and out of the, sorry, into the into the program. It's just so I can, I sort of cap the numbers just so I, again, I can ensure that I can give you um, the individual support alongside the group support uh, that you need to actually get the, you know, the skills and knowledge and make the progress that you actually want with your own, you know, your own CPD, your own, career in clinical skills and I can't do that if, if there's too many people in the in the membership so if you want to to join my VIP waitlist and the first to hear when the doors do do reopen then just head to newgraphphysio.com forward slash membership there is a short form just to fill out click any of the sort of um, action buttons that you'll see or the form itself you can see at the bottom of the of the page I fill that in, it literally takes 30 seconds, hit submit, and again that gets sent straight through to, to me. I can obviously review your application. If there's anything pressing and nothing you're really struggling with right now, I'll I'll do my best to, to reply to you and give you some you know immediate help and support, but I'll also add you to the VIP waitlist. So again when uh, a place does become available again in the membership and I, when I choose to uh, open the doors again then you'll be top of the list and you'll have the opportunity to, to join the programme if you if you still wish to do that at that particular time so as always I really appreciate your time uh, and attention for joining me on the, the podcast I hope you've enjoyed it um, I hope you've taken something from it you know even if it's just you know, starting to make you think a little bit differently about how you may be attack your own um, objective um, assessments with the patients or the athletes that you work with so like i said don't hesitate to get in touch if you have any questions i appreciate your time attention and support the new physio program and in particular the, the podcast so have a great day whatever you have planned and i'll see you on the next episode of the new grad physio podcast thanks for listening to the new grad physio podcast before you head off just wanted to make sure you did not miss this. Alongside his podcast, Andy posts a weekly blog on his website, 
hugwegphysio.com. You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF, the five breakthrough steps to confidently treat the shoulder right every time, avoid mistakes and stop you feeling less adequate than other new grads. This is Andy's most popular resource and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you. To get a copy of this PDF or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses or find out more about his new grad physio membership, head to www.newgradphysio.com. Have a great day and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.